Woo, let's go, episode two. two. Let's get it. Welcome to the show. This is Ron California, and you're listening to the Untraditional Podcast, a podcast where we interview people with unique stories that will hopefully inspire you to take the untraditional route to success. I'm joined by my co-hosts, Bill and Peter. How's it going, guys? Going good. Super good, super good. Yeah. yeah, since I live the most interesting life. You do, you do. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to talk about my week and pretty much impress people on how white collar I am. Um, who wants to know about it? Raise your hand. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I, honestly, it's been a pretty tough week. Um, you know, my job is very, very boring. Um, but you know, it pays the bills and yeah, I mean, uh, living in Orange County weather doesn't hurt, you know, it does not. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of good food there. Um, and, uh, we still need to check out that Romanian place altogether, you know? Yes, we do. Yeah. Yeah. We need to put that on the calendar. Team Uh, building. Yeah. Team building. Yeah. And like, once we get the budget, we'll just like write it off. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Speaking of, uh, um, uh, you know, more interesting weeks. I mean, what did you do, Mr. Entrepreneur? Uh, no, I just worked and worked out, um, hung out with my special friends but a friend. <laughs> well, you got plural? No, no, no. no you got no, more no, than got one? Friend, 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 friend. Sorry, I came off the wrong. But anyways, yeah, it was a good week. I mean, it was just crazy how, you know, it's already July, like mid-summer. It's already six months into uh, 2022. It's almost like 2023. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been a fast year for me, so. Do you feel accomplished to a certain extent? I do, I do. But I also feel like, you know, I still have a lot to do. So it's kind of like in that middle ground. It's like, man, I did a lot, but... No, we also have a lot to do. So mm-hmm. good problem to have. Yeah. yeah. How about you, Ron? How was your week? It was a stressful week. Right. <laughs> it was like, damn, thanks for killing yeah. Me. It was. I'll, I'll be honest with you, but it ended on uh, some high notes. So uh, can't complain. I guess all's well that ends well. Mm. I've got some big news to share potentially with you guys in a few weeks. So oh, fingers snap. crossed, uh, it goes well. Wait, are you yeah. moving? No. Oh, okay. No. It's like, no, actually, no. I like I got a little bit of a cold sweat. It's like we just started this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. We'll start there. Our guest today is an entrepreneur, motivational speaker, and a business coach. He emigrated to the U.S. from Vietnam at an early age and was raised on the streets of Los Angeles. From selling candy at school to graduating with a business degree, our guest is quite familiar with the many facets of being an entrepreneur. He's even come up with the slogan, Determination Over All Negativity, which I'm sure he'll talk about more in our episode. Without further ado, I would like to introduce Vong Doan. Vong, welcome to the show. Wow. Thanks for being here. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, My name is Vong, like King Kong, but would it be? Vong, tell us about how you grew up um, on the streets of LA. What was that like? What age were you when you first emigrated here to, to the States and kind of what was your family situation at that time? Right, so I was born in Vietnam. We came here in 1994. I was six years old and um, my dad served in the war. He was like a general and he was a prisoner of war. He's like oh, served for three years, yeah, like working in the camps and stuff. Oh, Anyways, he, he didn't like communism. Yeah. <laughs> he just wanted communism is bad. <laughs> yeah, and so he wanted out, and the Americans give him the opportunity to be immigrants, uh-huh. or no, we are immigrants, yeah. refugees, refugees, refugees. Yeah. yeah, and so we're able to move over here. However, the communism party made it hard for us to leave. You right. know what I mean? Um, my mom and my big sister had to stay behind. Oh no, yeah, paperwork. They say you know, right. communication, yeah, 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 yeah. paperwork. Sure. sure. So still, my dad didn't want us to grow with like the communist education and things like yeah, that. Terrible. So 
You know, I we moved over here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are you laughing, dude? <laughs> Communism. Yeah. Oh, politics. Shoot. No, no, no. We can switch it. That was It's inevitably part of your story. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it is. It's true. I'm like. just laughing because Peter is such a capitalist. And then we're gonna, <laughs> here. we're gonna cut here, and then the next part. Is Democracy, like, baby. <laughs> no, we're keeping this. <laughs> well, we'll cut here and then say. But that was the past. That was communism. Okay. You know, yeah, Vietnam. My, I love Vietnam. Vietnam's modern country now. But yeah. we came here in '94, and we in the LA County, basically mm-hmm. where um, mm-hmm. we grew up. And city, you know, poor place where we we're at, yeah. and stuff like that. And what specifically what, yeah. in LA County? Yeah, what city is that? El Monte. Oh, Monte. Okay. where's that? Where's that? It's yeah, in LA County, yeah. Yeah, you grew up. There's street, um, gangbang, and all that stuff. So yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay. It's pretty interesting in some way. Yeah. I, I would have guessed like Westminster. No, that's is that typical. All the Vietnamese people are pretty much. Yeah, Vietnamese or in Orange County. That's yeah, yeah. typical. Yeah, yeah. More LA. Um, yeah, that that was the how I grew up. And it was there. just you and your father for no. a few years. So we came. I have four siblings. Okay. So my dad, my big brother, sister, and myself. That's four mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm. So we came here, and uh, this is a new place. Yeah. And I try to get used to it and try to make friends and um, just fit in you know when mm-hmm. you're younger you just want to fit in with the crowd it was hard though because you're well i didn't speak the language as well all mm-hmm. this stuff and this is like the 90s right yeah 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 1994 bill clinton yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Woo! We, we, <laughs> yeah. we got uh, oj simpson we yeah. got mariah carey yeah who else we got over there lion king came out that year I oh i love lion king it came out my birthday that year oh my gosh yeah. i love that was like, my favorite disney movie mm-hmm. I came back to Lion King. <laughs> and when I came over, a lot of the Asians, they're con- labeled as FOB. You know what's FOBA? Yeah. yeah. Fresh yeah. off the boat. Fresh off the boat. Mm. But I'm a BOBA. B-O-B-A. What's that? Brought over by airplane. Oh! <laughs> that joke. <laughs> right there. Bong is the king of acronyms. <laughs> I do. I love acronyms. Yeah. But yeah, it was cool. But man, it was hard trying to fit in because... Yep. One, you're Asian. Oh, my name. My name is Vong. Yeah. You think how many rhymes that can go with? Kids make fun of that. Vong, Ding Dong, Ding Ding Dong, Ching Chong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. And this is public school in the '90s. You know, less sensitive, so people just saying whatever they Dude, want. Kids can say the harshest thing. Yeah. You know, and like I just like laugh it off. But honestly, inside, I, that's where like I started to like feeling negative, feeling bad about like yeah. you know people make fun of me and stuff. Yeah. So my name, and then reading English was in my easiest thing I took ESL and stuff yeah. but like reading now in class no I hated that no English is actually a hard language to learn it's the second honestly. most difficult from what I've heard really yeah. I don't know no. English is mm-hmm. tough man yeah. yeah there's like so much to it's grammar it's the grammar yeah. that's mm-hmm. tough and it's never consistent because sometimes you have to pronounce a schwa you know and I'm like I didn't know that the upside upside yeah. down e meant anything you know yeah yeah exactly shout out to English it is a great language <laughs> and then like back then like there's there's a lot of like lingos like, like let's say the teacher said uh Take out your scratch paper. Yeah. Like, none of my papers are scratched. <laughs> yeah. Like I literally take it literally, right? right? right, right like right. what is that? Or 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 uh, a lot know, of slangs. That person got yeah. blackmail. I was like, who sends a black envelope? Like that's weird. You know, blackmail. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, yeah. A, something weird. That's tough. Yeah, no, there's a lot of slangs, a lot of like idioms and stuff like that. That's tough. Mm-hmm. Okay. And other stuff, just uh, the culture. You, you mm-hmm. go on field trip. Uh, and uh, you bring your Vietnamese food, yeah. which has MSG and fish sauce, and yeah. so that thing smells. And yeah. you know, it's just kids make fun of you, man. It's just yeah. it's tough. And I, I love pho, though, man. Oh yeah, pho is the that's that's the cure for a lot of things. Yeah, you know, pho. comfort food right there. Yeah. So yeah, just growing up, I I felt I didn't get like physically 
bully, mm-hmm. but all those mental, you know, mm-hmm. stuff, you feel like you got a lot of verbal, yeah, verbal yeah, abuse yeah. and stuff like that. You how, know? how do you view it now? I mean, as yeah, adults, like, yeah, like do you feel like it kind of shaped you, like blah blah blah, or like I don't know, like what are your thoughts as an adult? Because you know, obviously, when you're yeah. Well, that's got me interested into psychology field mm. and things like that. And like, I'm okay now. Like, I'm more secured. I'm okay. Like, you know, it doesn't bother me. But back then, when you don't, I think the word is like mind management. If you don't manage these things, you yeah. let it overtake you. Yeah, yeah. I think like your brain has. It's like a plant. The more you water one plant or the other, that will grow. You know, yeah. it's towards the negative. Or is it towards the positive? Whatever you feed constantly is, is going to grow. Yeah, yeah. You focus on it. will keep going into that. Oh, I like that analogy. Yeah. So and your, your brain's like a garden. Like a, a garden. Yeah. And the more you water something, the more that part grows. And um, you, you either have a fixed mindset or a growth, growth mindset. mindset. Yeah. And I fixed like mindset is saying, no, I guess that's all I could do. It's, it's I'm stuck at that level or I can't go further because external factors, whatever. You become like a victim because... Yeah, yeah. That happened to me. I can't do this because this, I you know, I can't. Ooh, wow, that's awesome. That's a fixed mindset. Yeah, yeah. And that's not good. Yeah. What what we learn is our brain's actually malleable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's a plasticity, neuroplasticity, and we're we're meant to change. We can change, and we can become a new person, a new identity, learn new skills. So that's a growth mindset. I yeah, really yeah. support that. Right. You know, people yeah. to have more of a, a view of themselves to grow. Yeah. And things like that. For sure. Yeah, so that's that's growing up, get bullied. On top of that, dude, sports, you play basketball, uh-huh. and like, dude, I was short, you yeah. know, <laughs> being Asian, and you get picked last or at the yeah. end, and so that uh, that, that kind of hurts your ego. Yeah, yeah, you feel like you're a loser. Um, <laughs> the other thing was big was having shame of being poor. Mm. I don't know if anybody can relate, yeah, or yeah. even the audience, right? Like yeah. they grew up with not much. Uh, mm. Five days of school, I only got two uniform to wear. Back and forth. You have to wear uniforms. Yeah. yeah. What kind of uniforms? Wait, you guys wore uniforms? I wore in middle school. But Wait, like, is this public school or private public school? Public school. Public. Really? Wait, they had uniforms in public school? We had uniform. Navy. Was that you too? Did you? Uh, I didn't. No, I don't have to wear a uh, uniform. Oh, yeah, I, I didn't wear like that one. Navy, <laughs> Navy bottoms and white top. Oh, yeah. That, that, no. that was my uniform in middle school. Oh, I had to wear mm-hmm. that and middle school. Wow. Elementary. Yeah. Oh, was wow. crazy. Uh-huh. So there's days, man. I, I would walk home and walk past where I live because I was so ashamed of where we lived. Mm. Oh, I just yeah. walk with people like, oh, hey, bye. And then I walk around the block, make sure no one's around. It's clear. Okay, I walk to my house because we were living in one bedroom, small, and one bathroom. Four of us. Mm. We have bunk bed, you know, my dad, brother, and sister and I. So I didn't feel good about that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Just the shame. Like, you're comparing how come this is happening, how come uh, other people have stuff and then we don't or whatever, yeah. you know. And... Here's where mental health came in for me. I noticed that when I get hurt or feel sad, I would go to food as mm. my coping mm-hmm. way mm. to be comforted, right? Yeah. And it was just me eating. And so you're not, a stress eater. In a way, back yeah. then, I'm, I'm, I'm more managing nowadays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back then, not only I was short, dude, I was chubby. So it's kind of hard to play sports. And, yeah. and then it's a vicious cycle, right? You look a certain way, they don't pick you, you feel bad, you eat, you get worse, and then that's why they don't pick you. And it's just a repeating cycle right. until you break out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was what um, I was going through. And hindsight now, as more uh, someone who studies psychology, um, food equals comfort and food equals mom. What? Remember, I 
was not with my mom for the next six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So imagine like the first. <laughs> he's recording. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Smiling in the camera. <laughs> <laughs> That's all good. So like for me, my first six years of life was with mom. Uh-huh. Coming to America, no mom. You know I me. Mean? That's Shoot. six years of separation, and those were the ages where like I really needed a mom. Yeah. I really needed somebody like for support. My dad worked the whole day. So yeah. imagine you deal with these life stuff by yourself, mm-hmm. and dad don't understand. You know, he's probably your, what, what are your siblings and you guys are always were you guys there? We guys close? Kinda. We we we're there for each other, but we're not like. It's like, different than like a parent. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not the same. And so mm-hmm. I was trying to find love, like either with people, friends, or other places. Because yeah. dad wasn't always there. Mom is obviously not in America. Yeah. And so um, food, well, it it reminds me of mom and comfort. So it's kind of like whatever you're coping with, uh-huh. there's a bigger reason why mm-hmm. you know yeah. and what, did you do anything about your financial situation sorry did you do anything about your financial situation was it just a drive <laughs> like tell me about that as a kid yes as a kid uh well because we're poor that motivated me to figure out how to uh make money oh there you go there you go so i was like okay how, how do i make some money because i don't want to live this way i don't want to get used shoes and i want to buy something good you know yeah and so um my dad told me like if you want something you got to figure out i can't give you more than he'll buy me what i need yeah uniform the stuff but anything extra that's on me so yeah. um at school they had this pencil dispenser it's a quarter mm-hmm. and you get a random pencil and so sometimes it's a ugly pencil and yeah. sometimes that nice shiny glittery one mm-hmm. and so like I figure I could buy those nice glittery one from Sam's Club or something uh-huh. yeah. at bulk and then resell them 50 cents <laughs> so, oh. hey, it's 50 cents but you get exactly what you want yeah. versus something random yeah so and that now it's kind of like your first kinda, taste. yeah a little bit yeah and you know. back then 50 cents you could actually get you something now 50 cents so Absolutely yeah, <laughs> 50 cents is chump change now. Yeah, 50 cents. Hey, yeah. don't, don't knock out 50 cents. Hey, I'll, I'll take it. 50 I'll take cent, it. What's up, 50? 50 cents, you got <laughs> So that, that was pretty interesting, you know? Yeah. And uh, over time, I, I, you know, figured out other stuff like chips, um, candies, people, people, you know, you got to go where the demand is. People need yeah. it. You know, they don't have hot Cheetos where my school is, but that was hot. I mean, well, literally. Yeah. And also, like, it was, like, the, the product, right? Yeah, the yeah, because yeah. they didn't sell it, you know, at the vending machine and stuff, so I had some in my backpack, and then just resell it, like, a mm-hmm. little bit of profit here and there. So How old were you when all this happened? Oh, man. It was like, like, this is, like, high school. school. This is yeah. kind of your first adventure. Middle yeah. school, I would say, wow. when I started doing those things. You were a hustler was, early, man. Yeah. In a way, kind of, you know? What I would like to know is, um, like, how many businesses um, have you, you know, uh, part partook in? Mm, Officially, legally, legally. Yeah, let's talk about the legal. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't do anything bad or <laughs> so illegal, but yeah, I don't know. I, if I were to count, not too sure, because you know, I took like lawn mowing, right? You know, oh, there's the a lot neighbors, of things. Yeah, 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 just yeah. little little things over the years and stuff. Yeah, and regular jobs too. Right. Mm-hmm. What what I noticed though, like when I did. A lot of corporate jobs and stuff mm-hmm. I couldn't do it for like two months I really just got sick of it yeah not, yeah. not that it's a bad job I got like the mundane the same thing right. yeah I like change like I noticed myself like I like variety I like different things so what, yeah. what kind of corporate work did you do graphic design oh, um, okay. marketing okay and then we did some um, just yeah those those kind of fields right there yeah 
I, I didn't like it too. Sales. I did a lot of sales, actually. Mm, yeah. I think sales is where... Like door-to-door sales or... Uh-huh. Oh, uh-huh. Okay. She we... sold um, stuff like... What is that? Vacuums? Cable company? No, um, no, no, no. No vacuum or knives. That's typical. Vector. Actually, you know, I, I got started into those multi-level marketing back then. Ah, you got hit with the MLM. Pyramid schemes. Yeah, 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 yeah. When you're in college age, like... Yeah. Was I'm, it Am- Amway? I didn't do Amway. Primerica? I, there's there's some I might not name, but... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I saw yeah. utilities. There you go. It was like satellite. You get a bun of cable. Yeah, so uh, cable and stuff, yeah. Utilities, cell phone, and all that service and stuff. I kind of do that. It's a hustle out there, you know? Like, yeah. sales is not for everybody, and you got to have the stomach for it. You get re- you get rejected a lot. Alvin yeah. was talking about that, too. He was doing door-to-door stuff, yeah, and I think right, it might have yeah. been, like, satellite or yeah. dish or yeah, something. Yeah, he did dish. He did dish right. TV, yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Do you think um, the fact that you got um, a lot of rejections in, uh, your, you know, in your sales, mm-hmm. um, do you think that empowered you to build up your confidence? That builds resilience. Resilience? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, actually, something that taught me was this, like, um, when it's a no, you have to switch your mind to... to to think of the acronym next opportunity. Oh, that's a very you know, healthy way to think about it. Yeah, it's not a no to you. It's not a no. It's just hey, move on quick. I'd rather them cut me off and say I'm not interested. Then like play with you a little bit. Yeah, then... go down the rabbit hole. I'm like, and then they're like, waste oh, I'm not sure what. To... That's such a waste of time. So no, it's just like hey, can I hurry up? No, next opportunity, new opportunity, whatever yeah. it is. Mm. That's actually kind of good for rela- relationships too. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the next segment we go whenever Peter talks about how to relate this to dating. <laughs> Last time it was the funnel. We're gonna keep the shtick. You know yeah, we yeah. talked about the funnel. Have you ever heard of the funnel? Uh, entice me. No, I haven't. Entice me. <laughs> so the uh, I, I was like, uh, there's a funnel. Like you know, like you go through your leads, right? So you, in the top of funnels, like you get a whole bunch of messages. Yeah. So there's a dating funnel. Okay. So the you know the funnel is like, okay, maybe it's a dating app, or I meet all these people, then for them I DM them. And then uh-huh. blah, 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 so the funnel could get until you finally hit oh, the sale. Well, not a sale, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You close. You close, yeah. The closing. I mean, most things in life is sales, right? Yeah, exactly. If you're a parent, you're trying to sell your kid to go to sleep early. Oh, I thought, I thought that was going somewhere else. Oh, <laughs> no, no, we're not there. <laughs> you know, if, if you're in a relationship, you're trying to pursue them, persuade yeah, them, yeah. why you are yeah. a good candidate. One yeah, day. exactly. So everything yeah. sells, in yeah. a way. Just how you word it. So that it's not sleazy or salesy. Yeah. That, that's the trick I, I learned over time. Yeah. Because sales is or business is really solving a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's the point yeah. of business. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're solving a problem. Yeah. yeah, if there's a problem out there, there's a need, you solve it. Like that's yeah. the whole point of business. It's not like, yeah, profit is there. Yes, this and that. But at the end of it, who can solve the most problem will have the most profit in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Jeff Bezos, Amazon, he's solving a problem. Massive problem. Yeah. Massive. Right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's part of the problem. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Yeah, I like Elon Musk too. He solved war problems. The bigger the problem, the more you know funded or yeah. profit you got. So yeah. there you go. That's that. Yeah. Okay. So um, what's like your current venture right now, or like yeah, what's you know what are you working on now, or yeah, what's your business now, or whatever. So I've been printing T-shirts for the last ten years. No, Ooh. sorry, thirteen years. Wow. Oh, shoot. I think about it. And that started when we were in high school. A group of us, uh, breakdance crew. Oh, <laughs> oh, 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 what was your crew called? What was your crew called? DMS. We DM- DMX, but DMS. Oh. <laughs> it's, it stood for, dual, I forgot. Dual Mangekyu Shangri-Gan. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> we weren't, no, 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 Rudolph. 
Yeah, DMX. I mean, it's just way back then, and uh, we break dance or just dance crew, and we needed shirts. And um, the screen printer, like most typical screen printer, minimum's twenty four. Mm. We needed like six shirts. Right, right. And right. so I figure out how to screen print, how that. Um, part of my background is artistic. I'm very, I guess, creative. I have a artsy you eye. Graphic design, right? So, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was part of my corporate job. Right. Yeah, yeah. See, this is, oh, at this part, I want to also let you guys know, like, you, if you're creative and you're working corporate, it could suck out your creativity. Right. You oh, just do the yeah. same thing over I and see. over. Yeah. And you're not passionate about it, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like if it's just for client, client you start losing your own passion, your own creativity. Right, so yeah. that's where I got tired of like jobs. I'm like two months and I'm like, I'm just doing people's work mm -hmm. and I'm not fulfilled. It's not something I'm passionate about. It yeah. becomes work rather than something you enjoy doing. I see, I see. Anyway, so for um, the, so yeah, high school, we uh, needed shirts and I figured out how to screen print and how to just make that. And I was like, okay, maybe this could be a potential business. Yeah. Because then everybody needs shirts. Yeah, yeah. You know, when economy is bad, you need shirts to promote your business. <laughs> when economy is good, you need shirts to say, hey, or, you know, come to our business, right? You need attention. So I was like, yeah, that could work. That's evergreen. Um, and so that's how I started screen printing. My garage, by the way. Ooh. Yeah. Snap. You have a garage for this? Back in the day. Oh, okay. It started well. out like a small press and print t-shirts sold. Um, for clients and you know corporate and all that stuff. Oh man, you're like a Gutenberg. What's Gutenberg? Oh, printing press. Oh. Printing press. <laughs> back then, <laughs> in a way, in a way, yeah. So that was, that was the first uh, taste of like this is the venture I wanted to go. But when I first started, a lot of doubts. Any business, tell right? Us, tell us more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, doubts of like, is this gonna work? Right. Um, there's months you just break even. That's you're like questioning your life and is this the right venture uh or worse is when you don't break even you're like oh my word like i lost so much you know this yeah. month and that so then you, you have the big wrestle of the dark night of the soul which oh, is I like that movie dark night sorry <laughs> <laughs> yes, dark night. yeah 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 like you wrestle like should i go back to work regular yeah. job and just do you know it pays the bill honest yeah. but you're not really fulfilled you're yeah. not really enjoying what you're doing and uh, I wrestled with that with the shirt and um, my other business too. Wait, right here you should like put back to where all the other business I start. Okay, okay. We'll so talk I'll, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So for the shirt stuff. Oh yeah, going back to the shirt stuff. Like, so how, I was actually gonna ask like, how, how much does it cost to like create a shirt? Like how much is the printing press or, you know, just that kind of stuff? So, like if I want to like start a t-shirt thing, like mm -hmm, yeah. where do I like go or the printing press? Back then, there's only like a few methods. Like you could do a screen printing press or heat press. Very, very basic. Nowadays, there's so much more in this industry. It's like so much easier to get yeah. into. Um, but a typical press would be, you know, 2000, 4000. Mm -hmm. Very fair to start, very minimalist. And that's why it attracted me because then it's not a big startup, you know, too expensive. You could buy a used one for a thousand and just start. Heat press, low end would be 300, high end 800. Wow. Yeah, and you could get started. And what do you get like the shirts and stuff? Like the non, obviously. Mm -hmm. uh, wholesalers. There, there's oh, a okay. few. You go to like these conventions that all about apparel and printing. Yeah. You'll, you'll connect and you'll find all these different. Uh, really? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Is it like the wholesalers. different qualities and stuff? Like. Cause like I don't know like what what's good quality yeah. shirt or not honestly. There's so much vendors out there. They're always competing, always newing. Um, we start out with Gildan. That's the basic. The Gildan. Those yeah. are. I don't like those anymore. So honestly. what's like what's like what's like the top 
you know, overpowered. Ram? Yeah, is it Hanes? Not no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't hate on food. I love. No, no, food no, no. Food. Those, those are food great shirts. Yeah, I use your underwear. <laughs> okay. Right now, I mean, uh, oh, shoot, sorry. top shirts. Honestly, I use. There's Lane Seven. I really like them. Lane Seven. Never Lane heard of that. Seven. And then Bella Camis are like pretty nice shirts. Yeah. But then I've been more at a stage now where I'm using very premium stuff too. And it's a different private vendor, and then uh, they, they work with me to uh, produce those shirts. Oh, sweet. so this might be a dumb question, but um, have you um, noticed a difference between like your sales when you've increased the quality of your shirts? I was gonna say that, yeah, because like like when I'm thinking about it, I'm like, well, people just want the design of the shirt, right? So right. why don't I just increase my profit margin and give them just like some Hanes or like, you know, what I mean, instead of like, or do people actually do want the quality? They're like, oh, I like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. I think it's two different um, type of audience. Oh, okay, the customer. Yeah, I think yeah. that's the audience. Thing. It's yeah. also like your branding, right? It's like the branding, yeah. If, if mm-hmm. someone look at your brand like, oh, that looks cheap, they yeah. expect cheap. But if you look premium, it's for me, it's sometimes ridiculous. I see shirts, 80 bucks. Okay, like, like, for example, like Supreme stuff, right? So people will like literally wait in line for it's like so a hyped. $400 yeah. t-shirt. But yeah. what kind of quality are they doing? Are they doing Hanes? Or? <laughs> I touch a Supreme shirt. And? Not, no downplay on Supreme. Yeah, I, Supreme re- yeah. I respect we'll, them. We'll, but yeah, we'll take a I, I know where that shirt might be. They started off with like, I think Gildan or that, those type of material. Yeah, They're yeah. pretty heavy. It's a shirt, but I think it's just what are people willing to pay for. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So... So would you yeah. say like a Supreme shirt is like high quality or normal it's quality? It's the perceived value. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that's the answer. It's the brand, because, okay. it's the brand so that it's, you're it's, paying it's for. It's the branding. It's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a shirt. Like honestly, it's just a t-shirt, right? Yeah. But it's the value people perceive you with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm never buying Fear of God again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have before? I have, yeah. It's like how expensive is it? It's like 80 bucks for a long sleeve. And I think that's like the cheaper one too. Jeez. Yeah. And, well, like, see, that's the thing. Um, we, we, we put, you know, uh, certain brands because we associate with them. And, right. and like Nike or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. $30 a shirt is like nothing. You know, so you. I respect every business because you get a certain level and you network with a certain type of group. You want to present in a certain way. So you can't present that group with the other type of brand yeah, or whatever, yeah. you know? It's just a mindset thing, too, okay. for yourself. So what kind of shirts do you produce now? So right now I do some custom shirt. I'm I'm kind of stepping away from custom orders. Uh-huh. It's a lot of logistics in that mm-hmm. work, a lot of process, mm-hmm. right? It's like de- getting the design done, uh, vendor, supplier, um, their sizes, make the film, make the screen, clean up, print, production. It's a lot. Uh, I'm more like into just doing my own stuff now, my okay. own personal brand. And the, the brand I'm doing is uh, D-O-A-N. D-O-A-N. Yeah, D-O-A-N. It stands for determination over all negativity. Doan. Don't, like Joan. Oh, don't. And that's also <laughs> your last name. That's also my last name, yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's a mindset. It's um, to help motivate you to overcome your doubts, defeats, and depression. And whatever your dreams and goals is, you got to keep going for it, no matter how bad it is, you know? Yeah. So that's the... I'm gonna make designs that um, are insp- inspirational or encouraging to that. And on top of that, I probably do some canvas art coming soon too. What do you I'm mean by canvas? Art? Yeah, what's like canvas for, art? for the wall. Like, oh, oh, like this, oh, like this, like this. Yeah, like that. If, oh, okay. if you're like in your office, like uh-huh. I hope when you see that one quote motivates you, and you're like, yeah, you know, another day, another, another dollar, whatever it is, yeah. you know. Another day, another dollar. How much do you charge for a shirt? Like, what's like? 
like twenty five dollars or like, the shirt that yeah. I don't like thirty bucks. Okay. You know, that's more it's standard. premium though. It's yeah. premium fabric. Um the vendor I go through, very eco friendly. They're fair labor, fair wages. Like it's not like those sweatshops and stuff. Man. But like, how do you know that for sure? Like they just use. That's what them. they say. <laughs> <laughs> I used to how, trust trust them. how do you know some kid in uh, Vietnam? Uh, uh, I'm not gonna question you. <laughs> Sorry. How do you know hey, your cousin's but, not I, going through something really hard right now? <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah. Hey, but I know for sure I'm paying a lot more for the yeah. blanks than the other oh, yeah, shirts. Sure. That's oh. what. I, maybe maybe they're they're making it. Up I will too. say if I see a shirt that says "Made in Indonesia" because I'm an Indonesian, yeah. I feel like I just want to buy it more because it's like oh, that's, that's dope. I want to support Indonesia even though you know some. Yeah. Hopefully no sweatshop or anything. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, you know, the shirt's cool. Um, my bigger dream, though, bigger dream, bigger goal. Like, shirt's the merch. Shirt's going to be, like, the merch for right. my speaking gigs. Right. Like, my goal is actually be a motivational speaker. Well, oh, I, I am a motivational speaker, but I want to do more of that and share this message of bringing people hope, determination over all the negativities, mm-hmm. all the stuff that um, Sweet. happened to you. You still can overcome it. Like, I, I really believe your story's not over yet. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have a bad chapter, you might have a dark chapter, and it's just, it seems hard, but you got to hang on, you know, you, yeah. you got to have hope, and your story's not over, there's still so much more to be written, you don't know what's ahead, you don't know yeah. what, what could turn and make a difference in your future in another chapter, so you got to hang on, because it's going to be over eventually, you know. When you talk about motivational speaking, I guess, um, are you talking about one-on-one motivation, or are you talking about big audience yeah like Tony Robbins yeah, type Tony thing Robbins or like or personal coaching yeah. you know Dude, what I mean Tony Robbins is one of my inspirations yeah growing up um, my speaking mentor is Les Brown I don't know if you heard of Les you, Brown you, you put him under your heroes right yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Les Brown like and Tony Robbins like I I grew up and I he I, I look up to them mm-hmm. and when we grew up we didn't honestly didn't have a lot of Asian motivational speaker mm-hmm. we didn't have a lot of mentor yeah. yeah honestly in the Asian culture it's like you don't really we move, in, we move in silence. The question I like to ask, like, sometimes is like, what would you tell your younger self? Yeah. Like, if you had one thing, tell them. I guess I could say that when you go through life, you're going to have a lot of stuff thrown at you and you get so discouraged. I honestly believe that we're all born as diamonds to shine. Hmm. Yeah. Because over time, though, you get, you know this said to you and you get covered up you're no longer shining you're, you're getting falling with the world in a very traditional way and to break out of it it seems hard it seems you know uh difficult but i believe that you're, you're born to shine you're, you're meant to shine and if you're not shining you're not in your purpose you're not like you know how some people perform and you know they're in the zone and i think that's when they're really shining and i think each of us needs to discover that and the diamond that shines the most are the ones who has a lot of cuts Mm. Ooh. Ooh. So you're saying we have to fail <laughs> you learn more from failure you know and in closing man I think people their story's not over yet it's still being written you gotta have hope and uh, hope is hang on pain ends that's the acronym Whoa. you know what I mean like wow. you gotta hang on like it's, it's dark the cloud is thick and you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel like you gotta hang on pain's gonna end eventually whether it's next month next year you know whether it's relationship or not um it's gonna end and you'll have a new start and that's where you get a fresh page fresh chapter so your story's not over and uh it's still being written i like that yeah yeah it's great sweet well bill and peter any closing thoughts um honestly 
Yeah, this guy has... He's, he's making me move right now. <laughs> Did you remember yeah, all those yeah. acronyms? It's like so many acronyms. I'm a big, you know, I'm a big word person, you know. Nice. Like, and like these mnemonic devices that you make, um, you know, there's a lot of thought that you put into it. And yeah. I'm going to just, honestly, I just, I'm just, I'm just going to make a shirt company, you know, use it to put you out of business. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no problem. We have competition. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, that was just hearing your story, your upbringing, um, you know, I, I want to see what, you know, how this speaking thing goes. I think it would be really I appreciate great. it. I think a yeah. lot of people will need to hear it, so. Yeah, I just want to spread and give people hope, you know. We're, we live in such a dark world, or it's so negative at times, and I think if you can structure your mental health in a healthy way, I think you'll, you'll grow, you know, where you need to be and live in your purpose with meaning and, you know, what you're called to do. Yeah. Sweet. All right. Well, Vong, thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure having you on the show. Now, on behalf of the Untraditional Podcast, thank you to our listeners for listening. Thank you. Uh, See you guys. Woo!